The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out Draft Day 2.0 starting August 9th at noon Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer, will be drafting for 24 hours straight. The Fantasy Football Marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who is injured in a motorcycle accident. So head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. Howdy ho, Generinos. Welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 184. That's dedicated to Sweaty Bets, who a very good name, who gave us a review on Apple Podcasts saying, uh, you're not going to find a more complete MMA podcast. They do it all, regional stuff, UFC, Bellator, Contender Series, especially Contender Series. Thank you for the review, and it is app right now, because this is one of our much-beloved um, contender series episodes so thank you for that review and uh, as a reminder if you want to win 50 dollars gift card to our swag store sports slash store give us a review we're going to ran- randomly pick one and give you a 50 dollars gift card to the store so you can get the tuesday night miracle shirt with our uh, one and only gumby god on it so i'm not gumby though i am jeff chalks fox the man that sets up gumby with um for all his winning picks this is the um this is the episode that will restore our faith in him as a Tuesday night savior. We're breaking down week three of the contender series from the UFC Apex. So let's bring in the man himself, the Gumby God, Daniel Breland. Well, um, you didn't give me anything to rift off of. Talk than, yeah, you didn't give me anything nope. to rift off of. You, you just told me that we're, we're going to restore my, my abilities to make great picks. And, and that seems obvious. Just say hi and agree then. That's fine. Hi, hi and I agree. You don't have to do anything. Come on. Um, what was the issue last week? People didn't sacrifice enough things to you? Because they're, they're talking <laughs> about having to sacrifice to the God. Do they not sacrifice enough? Is that why we had some issues with the picks last week? You know, I, I, I thought a little bit about some of the picks and, and why they didn't come through. Uh, I believe it was Chad in the, the Discord who said, you know, is there a chance that like, uh the the pep talk that Dana White gave the fighters could have forced them to fight a little bit more differently than they usually do. I think that might have been the case with Francis Marshall and why he like was so confident in his hands against Connor Matthews. I'll also say uh in a wild turn of events, uh my pick Shannon Ross, who I expected to win his fight pretty easily, uh it turns out the reason the body shots were hurting him so much was that he had appendicitis. Um, and yes. wound, up, wound up having to have emergency surgery shortly thereafter. Um, and according to a report from John Morgan uh, from uh, MixedMartialArts.com, he uh, he said that Shannon Ross now has a UFC contract. Uh, so we actually gave out yep. six last week, uh, if you count Shannon Ross. So, uh, you know, like all, all of a sudden done, I, I picked a guy who got a contract anyway. And, you know, there was one or two in there that, uh, they, that maybe fought a little bit differently than I thought they would. Yep. Um, let's actually, let's recap the week very quickly before we give you winning picks for this week. Uh, I want to tell you, speaking of winning, I want to tell you about win before we get into that. 
thinking of joining win bet now is the perfect time new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet if you're betting baseball you have to check out win bet their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB plus win bet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's that, that time of year again. Draft day 2.0 is right around the corner. Ryan, real money Kramer, one of the bosses here, will be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 hours straight as he did uh, just like he did last year. The draft with Ryan and a ton of special guests. All the details are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slash draft day sports gamblingpodcast.com slash draft day and dan and i have been kicking around uh thinking about doing what a week straight on the uh, podcast <laughs> possibly and we're, we're going to go through every person who ever fought in the ufc until we're done I, I do like the idea that you threw out there of possibly just having you give me somebody random like yep. like nick denis do you remember nick denis <laughs> mm, i know that i remember the name Ah, uh, his nickname his nickname was the Ninja of Love. Uh, oh my he, God, I don't remember that. Yeah, and he he won with like uh, fun elbows inside the clinch in his first fight. Got brutally knocked out in his second fight, and then like I think moved off of the grid to like just be a dude and uh, uh, was like really worried about brain injury after his first loss. So uh, he just kind of disappeared into the wind. There you go. Um, worried about Gumby's brain after his picks last week, but. Um... Just kidding. No, it was a segue. I had to do a segue. Dan went two and three, which is not what we expect from our God. Uh, lost 135 bucks. So on the year, he's five and four and down money, but that's going to change this week. Um, he hit a big dog in the main event, Chris Duncan, plus 135. So that, that kind of saved your bacon. Yeah, and I, I think uh, if you were in the Discord, I think everybody, yeah. again, not, not wise to just go $100 blindly on every single pick, <laughs> um, but like, I, I'm pretty sure everybody was more heavily on Chris Duncan than just about anybody else trying to, like you said, save their bacon. I personally yeah. was much higher on Chris Duncan and my goodness, uh, what a comeback win. Did you, I have to touch upon this. Did you see yes. the broadcast of, of that episode of the contender series? Yeah. When, when they were showing all of the reaction shots uh, yeah. afterwards, you know, they show Laura Senko at the table going, ah, yeah. and you know, they show the slow motion. They pan to the fans and in like a family and it very clearly was charlie campbell's family oh, the guy the guy yeah. who who is winning by a mile was like on the verge of getting his ufc contract and then got slept in one of the most brutal manners anybody has and they showed the whole thing without like realizing that it was the family of the guy who got knocked out it was really brutal not not good at all but the pick was good he hit that uh, as you mentioned you lost in the Shannon Ross one. Um, you lost on uh, what Matthews? Yeah. Uh, Francis Marshall decided he's a striker now and pieced up Matthews. He, you got the big guy one right. Cortez Acosta uh, beat Suzart, and he already has another fight booked, right? He's fighting Vandera, I think. Uh, I think I saw that he was fighting Vandera, but they've been haggling on the date, I think, because okay. uh, Vandera wanted more time to prepare or something. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, like they're they're haggling a little bit on the date. But yeah, he's already booked. Him and Joe Piper already have fights. Yep. And then Billy Goff beat Shimon 
Smotrinsky. So Dan has Smotrinsky at big plus 200. Um, so that's second crack at a contract for Smotrinsky, and he did not get it again. Yeah, and and you know, like this this was another one where that theory about like did they fight outside of their element a little bit? Like he's always yeah. been like a really patient kind of like karate style kicker. And like he was definitely more aggressive than that. So I, I do wonder if that fucked with him, especially because he's like 21, right? So like if it's gonna mess with somebody, that's the type of yeah. guy it's gonna mess with. Any other thoughts on any any of the fights I went through quickly or not? I guess you probably uh, you touched on all of them basically. Yeah, we 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 touched on all of them and, and we talked a little bit about them last Wednesday. But yeah, like Francis Marshall is one who who really uh went above and beyond and, and really impressed me. Like I I think he's yeah. got a really bright future because like we we saw his hands and we didn't even really get to see how good his wrestling is. And it is really phenomenal. So there you go. Um, back again, week three, um, five fights as per usual. We, we got our first female fight uh, on the season as well. Um, before we go fight by fight, uh, overall thoughts on this, this week coming up, uh, the talent level, um, competitiveness of matchups, that type of thing. There's um there, there's some weird ones in here because there's a lot of people low on MMA experience but high on martial arts experience, so that's really yeah. hard to handicap sometimes. Uh, we also got a guy in here who uh disappeared for like three or four years, uh three and a half or four years from the MMA scene to just do like Muay Thai fights in Brazil, uh and then came back weighing uh 115 pounds heavier, uh which is is wild shit. Um, so trying to figure out exactly what he is, is weird. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, like the, the people who are kind of low on MMA experience are, are kind of interesting, at least at the very least. And then there are two prospects that I'm, I'm quite high on who I, I think should win pretty easily and, um, are, are ones to keep eyes on too. Well, let's, let's dive into it and find out, uh, who that might be. We'll start with the Females, women's strawweight, Sandra Lovato versus Caroline Wojcik, um, Peru versus Poland. Um, we've got Lovato first. She's 10 and 2 with four submissions, never been finished in a fight. She won three straight fights and five of six. She's five inches taller than Wojcik, plus 220. Uh, Wojcik is the Polish assassin, right? I, I, I think it's. I, I think it's Polish, but yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. she's. Uh, it's not Polish. Okay. Um, another assassin. This is like what? our fourth in the past like week or two. And we got a, a, a we got another one coming up next week uh, in the UFC too, right? Isn't uh, D- D- David Onama is the silent assassin. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So many assassins. How are we going to survive? Um, all right. This assassin, Polish, apparently uh, assassin eight and two with two knockouts, never been finished in a fight, won three straight fights and five of six as well. Just like her opponent, Lovato. She's not fought since April 2021, minus 225. So tell us what you know about these ladies. So uh, I personally am in here pretty heavily on Karolina Wojcik uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if she's very quick, even for a straw weight, like her hands are fast and her, her wrestling skills are are very apparent. I, I tried to look and see if she had like a wrestling background or if she, you know, she came from some sort of wrestling program or maybe she was an amateur wrestler or, you know, like even if she had some like Abu Dhabi background, but like I couldn't find anything, but it looks really clearly like she has some sort of wrestling background because she up against the cage and clinches. She's got great head pressure. She uses her head extremely well. She switches in between the singles and doubles. She gets takedowns down around the, the legs and hips. And she like locks her hands well and picks women up and slams them. 
she's got great advantages there. And, and she also is like a little bit faster. Lovato, man, I, I had a tough time breaking her down because like I've seen a bunch of her fights and I, I'm never quite sure she knows what she wants to do. Um, I, I watched one of her fights one time and she spent the entire first round. Every time her opponent clinched her, she like spazzed out to try to get out of the clinch and threw like a whole bunch of like spazzy right hands and like, you know, just swung wildly to get out of the clinch. And it worked. And she spazzed to get out of the clinch nonstop for a whole round. And then in the second round, she immediately tried to clinch her opponent. Um, and I was just like, I don't what, does she know what she wants? Uh, and she looked good in the clinch. That being said, she's got like good. She's like a, a upper body body lock takedown kind of person in the clinch. She's got good ground skills. I just don't think she's going to be able to wrestle Wojcik. And I think Wojcik is is way faster with the hands, too. So uh, Wojcik is a piece here. You, you said negative 225. I've seen her as yeah. low as like negative 205. I think she actually posted up near negative 300. Um, so she's coming down a little bit. You might want to wait a little bit on her, but she'd also kind of be like a nice piece for a parlay here. Throw her in a parlay is what he's trying to say. All right. So we got a first pick. It's a very anti-Gumby pick. It's a big favorite. So let's see what we got here. Uh, men's flyweight. Next, Clayton Carpenter versus Edgar Chavez. Arizona versus Mexico, where these gentlemen are from. Arizona's a country, apparently. All right. Uh, let's tell you about Chavez first. He's Pitbull. That's just what we, what we need. Another Pitbull in MMA. Uh, like we don't have enough Pitbulls as it is. So he's seven and three, four knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents. Uh, he's been submitted himself twice. He's won two straight fights, three of five. Last two fights have been via TKO. He was the Combate champion. He's two inches taller than Carpenter plus 240. Carpenter, concrete. No, that's very confusing. You can't be a concrete Carpenter. I, I love it. Not, I think it's it a great wood. I think it's a great nickname. The concrete would, carpenter. would be an amazing nickname. Though. <laughs> the concrete carpenter. Um, good luck with that. Uh, he's five and zero. Oh, two knockouts, two submissions. He's won two straight fights via finish. Minus two seventy five is all I have for him because he barely fought. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I the number has come down a little bit on Carpenter too. He was up like negative three hundred five, three ten when he posted. Um, I really like Carpenter in this spot. It's actually one of the ones me and Jong talked about uh, before the Contender Series even started. Clayton Concrete, who is uh, you know on my radar. Um, the thing I like about him and the thing that's going to make him perfect for Contender Series is he's all about pressure. Um, he doesn't always have the like the cleanest striking defense, but he sort of makes up for it by like putting his opponent back on their heels all the time. Um, he, he's got good strikes, great power, but also he's like wrestling works really well. Cause he's constantly got guys moving back and his wrestling defense is, is definitely better than his striking defense. His wrestling defense. He's got like a nice hard wizard that he uses to get good positions and all that kind of stuff. Shaira is, is um, there's a couple of things I don't like about Shaira's. The first one is that this is on short notice um, because Clayton concrete, oh, okay. Clayton Concrete was supposed to fight in week two of Contender Series, or possibly even week one. Um, he was supposed to fight Stephen Ursig, who's a Australian guy who I'm sort of just assuming is having trouble with his visa um, in getting over here. So Carpenter instead is fighting Edgar Shaires. Um, and, and like the the thing about Shaires is that like he, he's got like a good sharp jab and like clearly has boxing skills, but he has a bad problem with like overextending himself all the time like he throws so much spinning shit and it is so obvious it's coming and like 
I've seen him get his back taken twice in the same fight by throwing the same spinning back kick or the same spinning back elbow and like just having it not land and giving his back up. Um, and in addition to that, like all of the spinning and like kind of the crazy stuff he likes to do, it tires him out. Um, so when you, you pair that with the fact that Clayton Carpenter has got such phenomenal cardio and such great pressure, I just think Shaires is going to like tire out and like the short notice thing might, you know, expedite that might make it even worse. So, uh, yeah, I got, I've got Carpenter all day here. He wouldn't be a bad piece, uh, in a parlay with, with Wojcik. Uh, you probably get damn near in a parlay. You'd probably get damn near close to, uh, even money with those two together. So that, that might not be the worst play. Dan's playing matchmaker now, throwing people together in parlay. So, all right, there's, there's um, another big favorite Dan's going with. So he's treating more and more into me every episode. I like to see it. Uh, if you are online making these bets, make sure you're using IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. HappyVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. HappyVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use HappyVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using HappyVanish. HappyVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand reader 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And I want to tell you about OzTracker. What is OzTracker, you ask? OzTracker is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and protected, uh, projected excuse me, game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activities. So go to oddstracker.com slash bluewire. Tracker, the number one site for your all your game day bets. All right, let's jump into the next one. We are going from flyweights up a little bit to featherweights. Anvar, oh, here's a good name, Dan. Boynazarov, 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 Boynazarov <laughs> versus Eric Silver, which every is everyone's name in MMA. Um, like I said, featherweights. We've got a um, let's break it down. Who am I going to tell you about first? Uh, let's tell you about the Uzbek, who's Boynazarov. 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 He's 3-0 and with three knockouts. He is a pro kickboxer slash Muay Thai fighter. Um, I'm guessing he's not the one that gained 110 pounds, though, because he only weighs 145 now, so probably not. Um, he beat Giga Chikese, uh in kickboxing, if uh, you recognize that name. He's two years younger than Silva, plus 135 in him. Silva is the king, apparently. I don't know what he's the king of, but he's the king of some jurisdiction, apparently. He's 8-1, and one, two knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted one time. He's won seven straight fights, five straight via finish. He was the regional champ, minus 138. Go ahead. 
So this one's interesting to me. Uh, Boyn Nazarov is is one of those guys who's who's kind of hard for me to get a read on because he's only three and zero, and I've seen yeah. you know a couple of his fights of those three fights, but you know you you look at the quality of the opponent he's fighting and it's it's low. Uh, it's it's what you would expect. You know, four and two, uh, one in ten, zero and zero. Uh, one in ten being the uh, <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite uh, guys in MMA, uh, which is Rob Fuller. If you don't know about Rob Fuller, you've never been to a Northeast show because that dude always winds up on shows in the Northeast when somebody backs out. Um, he's now moved uh, yep, Rob Fuller's now moved to two and sixteen on his career since then, <laughs> which includes a loss to Connor Matthews. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, great great name for Bornazarov to have on his record. So he hasn't fought very many people, and in what I've seen from him, really patient. His early strikes uh, seem like you know, like his feeling you out strikes are kind of on the slower side. Uh, but then he speeds up when he starts to feel comfortable. Um, you know, he, he's got all the things you'd expect a kickboxer to have great power, great timing. You know, he's quick when he wants to be a little bit slow getting going and probing his opponents out and figuring out the distance. But like w- once he's got it figured out, he he looks good. He, he timed a really n- nasty knee in one of the fights I watched and and got a knockout that way. But here's the problem. He's fighting a guy in Eric Silva who is very good on the mats like he is very good on the mats and he knows he's good on the mats too um i I would say the biggest worry here for silva is whether or not he abandons his usual game plan which is get somebody to the mat pretty quick and choke him out um he's got a great rear naked choke he's got really good transitions he's one of those guys who when he gets you down he he like is actively looking for a submission but it doesn't mean he gives up position really easily like he's able to do both quite well um I actually think if he just gets one takedown, he's going to win this fight. Um, so I'm going to go with Silva here. Uh, I'm going to go with the favorite. Uh, I, I know some people are going to be high on Boy Nazarov because he's like a fun kickboxer. Like you said, he's got a split decision win over Giga Chikadze, which isn't nothing. Um, but I would say the the popular play on this one is probably just like the fight ends inside the distance. Uh, because Eric Silva, uh, great submission artist. Boy Nazarov, great kickboxer. I got to imagine one of them is just going to get it done. So I, I think the inside the distance prop here is probably the easiest. I know they haven't posted those yet, but that's definitely what I'd be looking for. All right. Dan is big on the props and the parlays this week. So, and the favorites. Let's move on to the co-main event. If there's such a thing on Contender Series. Big boys, heavyweights, Paulo Renato Jr. versus Jamal Pogues. Um, let's tell you about Renato Jr. He's 10 and one, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. He's won nine straight fights. He's a regional champ, plus 250 on him. Pogues is the stormtrooper. He's eight and three with four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Used to fight at light heavyweight. He mostly fights at light heavyweight, uh, from what I saw at least. He's won four of his last five, including his last fight. However, he's not fought since September of 2020. Uh, he's won on, on the contender series already. Oman in Bellator was a regional champ. Two years younger than Renato, three inches taller, minus 275. Wild, wild fight, first of all, because uh, there's so much to, to suss out here. First of all, Renato is the one who I was talking about. He used to be a bant or a, a welterweight. Um, uh-huh. So he's a, he's a welterweight, disappeared for a while, came back as a heavyweight kickboxer. Um, and like, if you look at him, he's not fat. Like, he's not like. It's not like when Jake Collier gained a bunch of weight and you're like, oh, man, how did that happen, dude? He's just like 
he looks like he became a man and just like has like broad shoulders now. I mean, he could have been juicing to the gills. That could be the other thing too. But like, he's not like overly muscly, but he just like looks like he got big. Um, so Hanato is weird in that regard because so, he didn't fight MMA for for four years or nearly four years. And then he showed back up. Since then, he's 3-0 and with a bunch of finishes against kind of shitty competition. Um, where in, in like so shitty that like the organization doesn't even have video. So it's like hard to see what he looks like now. Um, I've watched a couple of his recent kickboxing fights, like fun leg kicks and like decent hands. I'm not going to say good hands, but like decent hands. So like I have a tough time figuring out what he is. With that being said, I'm going to take him anyway, because I'm fading Pogues here for a lot of reasons. First of all, like you said, he's almost exclusively fought at light heavyweight. He's he's fought one time at heavyweight in like the last five years or something like that. Um, it was against a debuting heavyweight, uh, which, by the way, that late in your career fighting a debuting heavyweight wild. That heavyweight has now moved on to be Owen four. Uh, and he was a five foot ten heavyweight. So, like, that's the only heavyweight Jamal Pogues is beat. Uh, in addition to that, he's also taking this fight on short notice. Um Paulo Hanato was originally supposed to fight uh, Kai Machado, who is the BTV champion. Um, so I, I thought he was going to fight the BTV champion. He didn't fight him. Now Pogues is stepping in. So it's short notice. Going to be the smaller guy. Uh, also, the other thing is, like, he does most of his work in the clinch, including his takedowns. You don't want to do that if you're fighting a Muay Thai guy. You're going to be eating knees. So I'm going to take the big dog money here on Hanato Jr. That is a big one. So there you go. People who are disappointed in the all the favorite picks there you go there's your dog i got some bad news i got some bad news for you in the main event yeah main event (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) middleweights zachary borrego versus bo nickel or is it nickel it's nickel right it's it's nickel yeah yes because he's american um borrego is the dragon he's four and oh with three knockouts inch of height two inches reach on nickel nickel i'm saying it weird anyway uh plus 810 bo nickel one and oh with one knockout a championship wrestler at college and internationally minus 1350 so tell us about these boys Dan. <laughs> so uh you know i actually had to go look up zachary borrego because he wasn't on on my radar um okay. just not at all That's uh, not the a com- good thing yeah the combined record for his opponents five and ten um he's three and oh uh yeah. it, it looks like he's got a really good right hand and a really good like left kick to either the body or the head here's the problem he switches stances and that lets you know which strike he's throwing. If he's <laughs> if he's standing if he's standing orthodox, the big right hand is coming. The minute he switches to southpaw, the left kick is coming. Like and it it like I watched a couple of his fights and I was like, he's gonna do it again, isn't he? It was like almost like shocking that I picked it up so fast and it just kept happening anyway. And of course his opponents being, you know, bad, you know, just bad opponents, um, didn't pick up on it and just kept getting hit with it. Um, Bo Nickel, dude, you can't say enough things about this guy's wrestling pedigree. Like it, it's, it is insane. He's a three-time Big Ten champion. He's a three-time national champion in in collegiate wrestling. Like we talk about MMA fighters as being D1 wrestlers, right? And we throw that all into the same pot. Sometimes they're yeah. not in the same pot. Bo Nickel no. is way above all of them. He actually was one match away from qualifying for the Olympics. He lost to David Taylor. Uh, in the 2020 qualifiers, the U.S. qualifiers, David Taylor won the gold medal in Tokyo. 
So like the only person who stopped him from getting to the Olympics was the guy who won the gold anyway. So that tells you the level he was at. Like he could have possibly been the guy, you know, he, he edges out David Taylor. We're probably talking about Bo Nickel gold medalist at that point. So like he is and on top of all of that, he's learned how to mesh it with the striking. He, he looked really good with a big knockout punch in his last fight. I, I got questions about like, is his defensive striking good enough? Like I'd like to see his hands a little bit higher or him like a little bit safer defensively. But like, I, I don't think Borrego is the guy who's going to give him trouble there. I, I kind of, like I said before, uh, I kind of hope he doesn't change his style to try to impress Dana White. Cause like if, if you're going to give Borrego a chance, it's like letting him throw that bomb repeatedly and letting him throw those kicks repeatedly. So I hope Nickel just does what he's phenomenal at, which is like, world-class wrestling and he just like subs him or tkos him with ground control because it's not like it's not like the ufc doesn't know what they have with bone nickel like they're, they're just ready to sign him to a developmental deal or if he looks good enough put him right in there with middleweights they know he can beat yeah i i've been hearing the de- developmental deal people have been speculating that's probably what would happen with him like they did with greg hardy yeah i i think personally the reason they brought him along is that like there's nothing in the world Bellator loves doing more than signing an unproven collegiate wrestler. Um, you know, like they did that with Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico was zero and zero, never foot, stepped foot in a cage. They yep. signed him to a big long-term deal. I, I think the UFC knows that like Bo Nickel would be on their radar then. And I think they know, because here's the other thing about Bo Nickel is he's not just like a world-class wrestler who has figured out how to use his hands by working with Jorge Masvidal all the time, but also like, He's also like really marketable and like really like he's he's all on social media. He's really good about uh you know like posting funny things and like so like I think the UFC knows what they have with him. He's been fighting for Masvidal's promotion if I'm not mistaken in uh which is on Fight Pass now. So I think their thought is like we got to at least get him booked in a way where we have a developmental deal with him because otherwise Bellator is going to offer him way too much money and either drive up the price for us or uh, steal them all together. So I think the UFC knows what they got, um, made a smart move, brought him in. But who knows? Like he could go out there, look so phenomenal with his hands or something like that, that the UFC is like, hell, it's middleweight. I mean, he can he can beat some of these middleweights like he you know, you know who he's fighting next weekend? Sam Alvey. Perfect. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> Sam Alvey will, will never leave. So. Um, all right, which uh, who's going to get contracts? Uh, I, I definitely think Bo Nickel will get something of some regard. Um, he, he could look awful in there and they're going to they're going to link him up in some way, shape or form. Um, I, I also think. So here, here's my, my prediction. Clayton Carpenter and Wojcik will both get contracts. I think they both look super sharp. They've got they're both heavy pressure people. They, they've got really great abilities. I think they're perfect. I think whoever wins the Eric Silva versus Boy Nazara fight is going to get a contract. I will say that's the one I'm probably, I, I mean, I guess the Hanato fight, I'm not super, super confident in, but the Eric Silva one, I'm like a little bit worried that he gets caught coming in, but if he, he doesn't, he's going to look so good on the ground that they have to sign him. And if, if Boy Nazara catches him coming in, he's going to g- get a contract as well. I, the only way I could see the winner of that fight, not getting a contract is if like Silva grapples the shit out of Boy Nazarov for two and a half rounds and Boy Nazarov finds a way to survive and then lands a late knockout, they're just going to be like, oh, this guy can't grapple uh, and then won't sign him. But apart from that, like I, I think the winner of that for sure gets the contract because I think it's going inside the distance. 
There you go. Which uh, which pick did you get wrong? Because you're gonna you're gonna have one one wrong again this week. So which one? Big uh, underdog. If- if if I had to predict, I actually think you know the one I'm the least confident on. Man, I I I am almost as is lightly confident on Eric Silva as I am on Paulo Hernando Jr. Um, like I I okay. I, I lined all of these fights mentally and and actually did all the little write ups for them, uh, which will be available on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, but like uh, I did all the write ups for him before I looked at the odds. And when I saw Hanato was an underdog, I was like, wait, really? Like, I, I was very surprised because, like, how does a short notice guy going up a weight class uh, who looks pretty shitty anyway uh, get to be a favorite over a, a guy who's an actual heavyweight? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit weirded out by that. Um, so I, I think Eric Silver versus Boy Nazaroff is probably the one I'm least confident on. All right. There you go. You've been told, people. Anything else you need to say about this week coming up? Um, no, I think this is going to be a fun one. I will say, and this is kind of a sad one for me. Uh, I'm not going to be watching live with you guys in the discord. This will be, oh, yeah, man. I know. Shocking. Uh, I'm going to be in Fenway park watching a Red Sox Braves game, uh, which is pretty fun. Oh, Braves good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a Braves game. So, uh, yeah, the, the Sox have been pretty bad. I'm getting to see, uh, I'm getting to see Charlie Morton versus, uh, old Dick mountain, Rich Hill. Um, and that should, uh, that Charlie. Should, yeah, that that should be a good one. Yes, I guess that's a decent. Oh, you can still be in the Discord even at the ball game. Everyone should uh, be in the Discord. I probably won't be at the ball game. Um, I'm gonna be watching 81 years of starting pitching on display. That's true. <laughs> Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. Someone has to pick up the slack if if Dan's not in there. Uh, um, anything else? Twitter SGPN MMA. Make sure you get there. Jeff Fox writer, MI. He is Gumby Reland. Uh, as Dan said, his article, his write-ups on all these fights will be dropping maybe by the time you listen to this. It may be already on these sites, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So check it out over there. And you can read my MMA stuff over at moneymma.substack.com as well. I'll have a couple articles later in the week for the UFC, which is what we will be covering next Wednesday. We will This Wednesday coming up, we will be doing the preview of UFC San Diego prelims. And then Thursday we will drop the main card portion of that. So make sure you get in on that. Um, I think that is it. Anything else you need to say, son? I think we got it all. All right. Until we speak again, I will remain the concrete carpenter, Jeff Fox. He will remain the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.